0: Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to Episode 80 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us uh, right as we have a little post-trade deadline conversation tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes 365 and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. If you haven't done so join our facebook group especially on trade deadline day it was incredibly busy baseball 365 lots of good conversations about things going on in the league that night trade trades going on fantasy leagues fantasy trades a lot of baseball talk you can also support the show with a five-star rating and you can leave a review on itunes if you would do that we would be greatly appreciative it's a good way for us to get our name out there a little more all right, let me introduce Andrew and Andrew with the shortened season and more playoff teams making it this year, it felt like it was going to be an action-packed deadline. Uh, how do you think it was with that now that it's coming on?
1: Yeah, it seemed uh seemed pretty pretty action-packed. I I would say, what would you say compared to normal? It was about the same I felt, right? I think or do you feel like it was more
0: but more, not, yeah. not like a lot. There've been some years in the last decade. I've been, I remember a couple times where it's been like, wow, that was an incredibly lame. Yeah. Lame one. And I think well, last actually, year was I, good. Maybe the year before, I,
1: I want to say maybe two or the last three, I, I know recently there's been a lame one or two. I, yes. so yeah, maybe, um, maybe it's was more action packed than, than that. But, yeah, yeah, it felt fairly normal. Yeah, like you said, maybe a little bit more than normal.
0: Yeah, I like if it was a normal season I said that was a real good one. Not n- not yeah. a it wasn't like blow it away, but it was there were some na- big names that moved. We'll be talking about them. Uh before we get to diving into that, I do want to plug our last podcast. I usually don't do this, but given we just recorded 2 days ago for our trade fantasy trade conversations for dynasty leagues. I thought I'd plug that. We got a lot of real good feedback. I had multiple people message me thanking me for the episode saying it was one of the best ones we've done. I think one of them said it was their best podcast they've listened to this year. I don't know if he meant us and our best If it was the best, but I'm just going to assume it's the best, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. I was just going to say, let's just assume that.
0: (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. Andrew and I, we went and talked about a lot of trades that were going on, and it was more than just that because you could hear. You, I could say that, and I could hear people thinking, "Why do I care about listening about other people's trades?" But we get went a lot more in depth than that. We talked about strategies and why, not just a "Hey, we like this side better," but why. And just talking about the way our brains work for competing in Dynasty Leagues. and So good good advice for people who play Dynasty Leagues. Andrew is one of the best Dynasty players I know. I've gotten better because of him. And I can say I'm in second or third, I think, in both of my Dynasty Leagues this year. And a lot of that does come from just conversations with Andrew and making me a better player. So again, check it out if you haven't done so yet. Highly recommend it. All right. Let's dive into these trades, and we're going to start from actually about 10 days ago. We're going to start with Philadelphia acquiring Heath Hembree and Brandon Workman from Boston, improving what was a terrible bullpen this year up up, up to that point. Hector Naris had been getting beaten around. The rest of the pen was fire, and I don't mean that in a good way. Dumpster fire, I guess. But Workman's now the closer, and just real quick here, Andrew, is there somebody you're even holding on to in redraft or dynasty leagues?
1: Uh, redraft, I think you can let him go. Dynasty, if you need the roster spot, yeah, you probably can. I mean, if you want to hold him for a couple more, you know, save opportunities to see exactly what happens, that's fine. But Workman, I think is, I know he got the last save and he was in in the ninth of a four run game the other day too and gave up a couple runs so it's it's just a mess uh, philly's bullpen is a mess i don't really want any part of it but um yeah i definitely think you can drop them in a redraft dynasty it depends on the situation if you want to it's fine
0: yeah it's one of those if you got somebody out there that can help you now i'd do it i wouldn't just drop them just to drop them but if there's somebody yeah, out there yeah. that can help you yeah by all means yep okay now we move into last weekend it was kind of it was quiet through the week last week, and then re- I think it was Saturday. The Mariners acquired Taiwan Walker, who missed most of I think the last two years before 2020 with injuries, a major shoulder injury that I think he got back the last week last year and pitched to inning or two. He's rebounded real nicely this year, I should say all right in Seattle and Toronto or um, Toronto lands a player to be named... Oh, I'm sorry. Seattle lands a player to be named later from Toronto. So, Andrew, are you buying this rebound by Walker? Is he somebody who... uh, Yeah, just... Are you buying him?
1: Um, A little bit. I mean, I think you kind of have to keep the excitement in check somewhat, going to the AL East, especially now. But um, it's good to just see health from him. I mean, it's like... It's one of those things where um I always kind of liked Taiwan, like several I'm talking several years back when he was kind of coming up as a prospect and um he had the one year that was not too bad but he's just had the injuries lately and um it's just good to see him back out there pitching pitching pretty well I mean 3.91 expected ERA this year so it's pretty good it's not as good as it's been um it's actually our raised three twenty seven, but yeah, I I think mostly yeah. I just most of all, I just am, it's good that he's out there pitching healthy, et cetera.
0: Yeah, my opinion, he's a back end rotation guy for fantasy teams and fifteen team leagues, and he's a nice one to have. You can kind of move him in and out whenever he's got good matchups. Or I don't know if I'd be trying to throw him out there against the Yankees though. Right. Yeah. And moving back on, I think it was the same day. If not, it was the next day. Oakland lands Tommy Lastella from the Angels for former high-end prospect Franklin Barreto. Lastella fills a big need for Oakland, who has really struggled getting production out of the second base spot for at least two years now. I know Profar was in that spot last year, and he wasn't producing. So, um, Lastella, you know, he's a good player, I think. He's been pretty productive now for a year and a half when he's been healthy. I know he played half a season last year and a month this year, but he's been real good. I don't think there's much to say there. But Barreto, I want to ask about him. This is now the second time he's been traded. Uh, is Would you consider him a failed prospect at this point, or are you still holding out? Is, is, do you think there's still some hope to be had?
1: Uh, I mean, he's been... Yeah, I mean... I think there's still some hope, but it's at this point. I mean, obviously he's been a fa- failure to this point. You know, he hasn't really done anything. I think, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I kind of feel like he's just never gotten a fair shake. I mean, he's never really got consistent playing time. I want to say I looked the other day. I don't have it in front of me, but multiple years of being in the majors, but like under a hundred at bats. And you could say that's because he's not very good. I mean, that's totally fair, but. He's never really had an extended run of playing time. Maybe he gets that now, hopefully, just to see. I mean, I still think that there's a chance that um he recoups some of that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough right now. I mean, it's really just wait and see what happens.
0: They really should just throw him out there and see. You know, Definitely. I, I had shares of I had a share of him in both Dynasty Leagues and moved him last year in both. I You know, even when he was in the PCL, you know, his stats looked pretty good last year. But I I don't know. I'm skeptical. I think the hit tool is still a mess. That doesn't mean he can't turn it around. But uh, I'm looking at his fan graphs page right now, and he has 15 games and 10 at-bats. So 10 at-bats. So it's a small sample, but strikeout rate, 70%. (laughs) Yuck. So 7 strikeouts and 10 at-bats. Uh, but again, yeah, he does, he really does need to get a run with a bad team just to see if he can do it or not and go from there. Yeah. I've
1: always kind of felt that with him, but I mean, it it doesn't mean he's going to be good or anything like that, but I just, sometimes with guys, it's like, you just got to see it. There's all these, there's a lot of situations where they're just held back because they're blocked or whatever. And obviously that was kind of the situation in Oakland for a while, especially so. Yeah, we'll see what happens in uh, with the Angels.
0: We've seen crazier things happen. Okay, um, next up we got San Diego. They were incredibly busy, and I want to talk about their team just weekend as a whole here first. Last year, I remember at the end of the year, we were hearing comments from ownership that made it sound like A.J. Preller had some pressure going into this year to win. And, man, he sure was busy this weekend, wasn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Man, I – um. When you look at the guys they've added, and we're going to be talking about them here in a bit, but this Padres-Dodgers rivalry right now, i mean, is that going to be the best? Do you think that's going to be the best rivalry over the next couple of years? Because I sure do.
1: Yeah, poss—I mean, possibly, yeah. I don't think it's really intense yet because the Padres are still clearly behind the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that can't change quickly. I mean, obviously, the Padres have a ton of talent and um, stuff like that. I mean, it's clear that they're totally on the upswing, but still firmly behind the Dodgers until proven otherwise, I guess I would say.
0: Oh, you remember this summer when they were talking about realigning divisions for this little bit? I wonder if where, what division the Padres were going to be in, because whoever's not in that division probably should be thankful right now. because Right. You know, it's it sucks for them that they're in the di- in the di- division with the Dodgers, who are just so good. I I've raved about that enough over the last oh, oh this whole year and last year, but man, they're just dangerous. All right, well next up we got another San Diego trade. They traded Jason Rosario, I hope I said that right, and Hudson Potts to Boston for Mitch Moreland. San Diego already has Hosmer, but. I'd still expect Moreland to DH most games, especially with the way he's played this year. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Has he DH'd so far? I haven't even paid attention in the last couple days Like with that is I haven't. Is he...
0: Actually, they're playing tonight. Uh, yeah, no, they played last night too. I'm pulling it up right. No, they're off today. So I forgot about that. They are off. So I don't know if they've had a game yet since. Yeah, because he was traded.
1: When was really he? Tra- to... What day was he traded? He played first base last night. He Did play Hosmer. first. Hosmer DH. Hosmer DH. Yeah, probably will switch. Probably he'll switch off. Maybe, but yeah, something like that. I mean, either one of them. Still. Both can hit. Both can hit righties. So yeah, good move. I mean, Rosario and Potts are just organizational depth for San Diego. as stacked as their farm is. Could help Boston. I mean, they're probably sped up by going to Boston and gets the majors quicker. So probably good trade all around.
0: Yes, and Moreland is having a heck of a year. I mean, he's in the top percent of the league with barrel percentage so far this year. Uh, Woba, incredibly high. I mean, when you go across his stats, his um, stat cast page on Baseball Savant, it he's, other than sprint speed, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's doing a heck of a job when he's making contact. He's hitting it hard, 100 percentile in barrel percentage. Jeez. So... Yeah, good pickup for San Diego there, and yeah, Boston gets a couple pieces that are a lot higher up in their 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 system than it would be for the Padres. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about your Cubbies, and they landed Jose Martinez from Tampa for a player to be named later. So, Andrew, you're the Cubs fan. How's your reaction to this as a fan of the team?
1: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's hits lefties well. That obviously helps. Uh, got his first start tonight.
0: Was it against the lefty?
1: And it was not against the lefty, it was against oh. the righty. Probably just wanting to get him in there because he hasn't really hasn't played yet with the team. So and he's 0 for three. So but yeah, against the righty. But yeah, he hits lefties well. I mean, it's it's a good uh it's good depth for him.
0: Hey, if he, if he struggles too much, we'll take him back. St. St. Louis will. I uh, <laughs> you know. I hated to see him go when we traded him to a year or two ago, but I also got it because he can't play the field, and we had nowhere to play him. That I, I just he was so brutal out there in the field, but I I didn't expect the DH to be here this year. They probably wouldn't have ever made that deal. So yeah, it's a good. Do you do you think he they could actually platoon Schwarber, or is he improving versus lefties? And I don't know it yet.
1: You know what? I don't have his I don't have his splits in front of me, so.
0: Do you think can't comment at
1: the moment, but no, I don't really think so. I Schwarber's just got too much power. I don't I don't think he's going to platoon too much, so we'll see, but I don't really expect that.
0: Well, that's a small sample of 34 bats not doing too great this year so far, 176 average, and I, I don't have the batted ball or stat, uh, the extended, like the extra uh,
1: deeper Hopefully stats they're to just- look at. Just don't put them both in the outfield at the same time. We'll be, <laughs> be all right.
0: Poor, and if you do, Albert Amora better be ready for to run around. You better <laughs> right, have him out right. there. Yeah, Yeah, good, good call. Uh, next up, we're going back to the Padres, and they traded for two catchers. It's funny. They had, uh, before going into this year, they had Austin Hedges and Francisco Mejia, and Hedges is gone and Mejia's is hurt, and now San Diego has two different catchers. They added Jason Castro from the Angels, and then they went and traded for um, Austin Nola from the Mariners, who's had a nice breakout year. And Jerry Depoto, give him props. He got a heck of a return on this one. He got Taylor Trammell, uh, star, star prospect, outfielder, I think at one point was a top 20-30 guy on a lot of fantasy lists. Uh, Ty France, corner infielder catcher Luis Torrens, and Andres Munoz, who I think is a 100-mile-an-hour fireball reliever who is out with Tommy John right now. San Diego also lands relievers Austin Adams and Dan Altavela. So Austin Nola has been really good in Seattle. My question, will his value take a hit here in St. Louis with him possibly losing at uh, San Diego, that is, losing at bats? He was in the lineup last night at catcher, by the way.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. I mean it's at bat wise you would think that there's probably less at bats there. I I uh I just couldn't believe this trade. I I mean Tremel, whatever you think of Tremel, I just I feel like it's it pretty surprising to see Austin Nola go for Taylor Trammell plus. <laughs> yes. And that's pretty uh pretty surprising. Even even with the way that um, the Padres are competing, obviously, and uh, it's just the season that it's been for Nola. But yeah, I was really surprised to see that.
0: Yeah, Jerry Depoto has taken some slack for some of trades he's made in the past, but I gotta say, this last two years since he's decided that, Mar- that since the Mariners have gone into sell mode, he's had some beautiful looking trades. And I mean, last year was the when he traded Edwin Diaz and got Kelmick. Of course, that trade looks amazing right now. I thought it was even just a nice under-the-radar thing. When they signed Taiwan Walker, I was thinking, okay, that's a really good signing because that's the type of guy that you could sign, and if he shows anything, you're going to be able to get something out of him and trade. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And then here, they trade Austin Nola, who's had a good month, and they managed to get all of that. That's
1: a great job, DePoto. I'm curious to see what happens long-term with these guys. I mean, obviously there could be another move in the off or something, but it's like Kelenic, Julio, Kyle Lewis. I mean, the way Kyle Lewis is playing, whatever you think of him, mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere right now. I mean, he's he's been one of their best, if not their best hitter, you know? And then Trammell, so they got a lot of outfielders there, I mean, all those guys you would project to be starters in the majors. So I'm just curious to see how that shakes out, like say a year or two down the line, if they don't move. I mean, obviously if they don't move one.
0: Yeah. I do want to go into Tremel for a bit here. I can't help, but have my um, eyebrows raised a little bit that now he's been moved twice in 18 months. You just don't see prospects that are top hundred guys get moved that many times. And when they do, there, I I think of the. I don't know if I'm cherry picking here, but my sample sizes that I think of, I think of Lewis Brinson, I'm thinking of Franklin Barreto and Jorge Mateo and some of these guys that moved around a few times. It makes it. I'm not saying that th- this there's a death nail on Tramel because we haven't seen him, but I can't help but wonder, especially when we're not seeing minor league games right now, so we don't even know what he's been doing in camp. What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, yeah, it's good points. It is strange to see him moved multiple times, uh, as, you know, as highly regarded as he's been. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a super elite prospect, but he's a pretty good one. So, yeah, definitely uh, a little bit strange, especially for that. It's just, yeah, like, like I know we were talking and made the comment, like, there's pressure for Preller to win. And I was like, well, by all means, Austin Nola means that that is, gonna, <laughs> that is just going to do it, you know. So yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of an odd trade to me, but good for Depoto.
0: It was odd. I I got to see Tremel play last year. He was real, he's an exciting guy to watch on the base pass. I saw him in Double A last year, and he was in like he scuffled when he was just traded, and then the fall the minor league playoffs happened, and he took off to where I had some hope going into this year. But we don't know what's going on this year. If it was just a that it had nothing to do with that. Let's move on, and we got one more Padres trade here. I think that's, this is the last one, but it was their biggest one. They traded for Mike Clevenger, the guy who pretty much got himself cast out of Cleveland. And like I said, this is the headliner. They gave up Cal Quantrill, Josh Naylor. By the way, that's another guy that signed a baseball for me the same day that Tatis signed one. Uh, shortstop Gabriel Arias and Austin Hedges. And San Diego also lands Mariners reliever at slash closer Taylor Williams. So quite a big move here. And now the Padres that I'd say right there, that that's their new ACE or at least co-ace until, I mean, maybe Gore becomes that or is that the day he calls up? We don't know, but big trade here.
1: Yeah, definitely another, uh, this was a head scratcher too. I, I couldn't believe that um, Clevenger went for all these spare parts. I mean, I don't mean to insult these guys, but I just feel like it's it's a lot of spare parts here for a guy that's a really good pitcher. So another strange one, it's not like Clevenger's a free agent at the end of the year or even next. Yeah, I think it's 2022. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I definitely liked uh, San Diego's side of this one.
0: Let's just take Clevenger and Austin Nola's names out of this you could argue one of that the the haul for Austin Nola was better and that's just nuts to say yeah whenever I know Nola's got like six five six years of control but he's also had one amazing month in the major leagues as compared to Clevenger who is a borderline I, he is an ace and yeah it's nuts but it's great for them it the last thing I'll say on this before we move on, it, it seems like the last couple of years when a player, and when it's become clear that a team's sour on a player and they try putting him on the market, the halls have been terrible. I think of Tommy Pham with St. Louis specifically, and I know there's other instances, but being a Cardinal fan, this is the one I think of. They got a terrible return for Tommy Pham two years ago. They just wanted him off the squad. And Tampa's like, yep, we'll take him. And he went on to be a very productive player over there before they moved him. And I can't help but that if wonder if this is why this return looks so light to us, is you know maybe just the words out there. But I just can't imagine that teams other teams wouldn't have come in with stronger offers. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too.
0: Okay. Uh, next up, Oakland lands left-handed pitcher Mike Miner from Texas for a player to be named later. Miner had a real good year last year. Uh, not as you know, hasn't been that great this year yet, but is in a great pitchers park winning organization. I would have, you'd have to say stock up here, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I always like it when I have a pitcher like this, you know, like a, I mean, I would call minor, a middle of the road type pitcher. And uh, anytime they go to a better team, especially in a better park, which is the case here, I don't know how Texas's park has been playing exactly for pitchers right now. I haven't looked too much into it this season and obviously it's a new, new park, but, um, I just, I just like it. I I feel like that it can't minor hasn't been great this year. I mean, he's regressed a lot from last year, but I just feel like this cannot hurt. Like it just can't hurt. It's, it may not get a lot better. You know, maybe he's closer to this than he was than the 2019 version, but, I just definitely don't think it can hurt. So, yeah, I def- I'd say stock up.
0: Yep, agreed. Uh, one of your longtime boys, I know you've been up and down on him, just depending on stock or price and drafts, really. I've seen you be up and down on him, but you like his value most years because it is down. And that's Robbie Ray. He was traded to the Blue Jays. Uh, dreadful year so far, and now he's going to um, Toronto. So... Um, is he droppable in fifteen team leagues? Or are you hanging on to this guy? He's been so rough. Would you be tra- at least trying to hang on, or what are your thoughts on him?
1: Redraft, I'd probably be done. Um, dynasty, I'd I would I'd hang on to him in dynasty. But redraft, yeah, I'd be I'd be I'm over it.
0: I heard you say earlier that he was pitching tonight. and I didn't realize he didn't start the game. They had Merriweather go two innings, and then he came in and threw three and a yeah. Third
1: afterwards. Yeah, he came in in relief one walk i didn't see i didn't see his final line I saw a little bit of the first couple innings he pitched but
0: one walk and three and a third innings that's something we have not seen much <laughs> yeah. for in a while
1: yeah right yeah it's been whatever you think of robbie Ray like and uh i think his issues at this point are well known but it's been way worse this year than it's ever been i mean it's just everything's been magnified times 10 so you know, even like when he's had walk issues in the past, which he's obviously kind of always had, but it hasn't been like it is this year. It's just been a it's been a lot, lot worse. So it's pretty ugly. I mean, yeah, short term, I'm I'm done with them. Dynasty, I'd probably hang on a little bit longer, but I would get it if you wanted to move on. Yes.
0: Uh, next up, we got uh, one that kind of surprised people. I don't, I didn't see this one coming. Archie Bradley was traded to the Reds and... Uh there was questions on who was going to be the closer. The manager did announce today that Iglesias is going to close. And the Cardinals uh, beat up the Reds pretty bad today. And I think Archie Bradley was out there pitching the third inning because Sonny Gray got pulled early. So with that right there, I would say, especially with a small sample size season going on, I'm cutting Archie Bradley in any redraft league at all um, uh, to pick up anybody that could help me. Cause you can always, if a Glacius gets beat up, you can always just try to get him back. You agree? Uh,
1: I wouldn't cut him until I saw who was getting the saves. Well, I mean, I don't know. They did I say
0: don't... he's going to, yeah, uh, Glacius will get the saves. The oh, they said that. Okay. Yes. I'm
1: sorry. I, mi- I missed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably wait one or two saves, but you can if you want. I mean, obviously, there's only a month left, so anything that anybody wanted to do with something like this, I'm not opposed to it.
0: It's kind of like September whenever, um, no, under normal seasons, whenever September hits, you see all kinds of weird guys getting dropped because they're just out and for a couple weeks, and there's not much time left, and that's kind of where we're at here. But I get it if you want to wait and the make thing sure is Iglesias is,
1: gets it. I mean, Iglesias hasn't been good. So that's, I guess that's partially why, I mean, if he has been, then had been, then that's a little bit different, but
0: he's had some bad luck. I think he's been a little better as of late, but yeah, his overall stats don't look good so far this year. Uh, Jonathan VR traded to Toronto. Uh, he started at shortstop tonight and hit third of all places, which just seemed weird. But, um, are you worried at all about playing time right now? Bo Bichette's out. I, but when he gets back healthy, do you think you, – do you have any fears at all that he might get knocked out of the playing time?
1: Yeah, a little bit, honestly. I This is one of those that I love it for real life. Like just watching – the Jays are obviously a fun team. VR is a fun player to watch and stuff. And I, I like the fit for that. But, man, it, for – For fantasy, I don't know how much I really like it. I mean, obviously, I mean, we've talked about it before. I feel like VR is, I mean, he's definitely a better player in fantasy than he is in real life. And the nice thing about him being on Baltimore and Miami these past couple of years is that you never felt like his playing time was in question. It was always, he's going to be in there. He's going to be running because obviously they need to manufacture runs on those teams and get wins any way they can. And he can help them do that. Now he goes to a better team. I mean, obviously Toronto's not great, but they're a lot better of a team than those two teams. And um, yeah, if he, if he goes through a slump, I mean, I don't know. I'm not as confident that he'll get it. I'm not as confident that he'll hit at the top of the lineup like he has the last couple of years. So there's some questions there. I mean, as long as he's playing, he's still going to run. I'm not worried about that because that's just part of his a major part of his game. But
0: yeah, you don't trade for him um, if you don't
1: want him to run, right? Yeah, and over the course of a month, like say in a redraft league like this season, I'm not that worried about him really. But I don't know. I just feel like dynasty. It's not great, and redraft. I mean, I don't know. I. I I liked him on the bad teams. Like we had, the, we've had the conversation many times. So I, I'm pretty sure you agree with that. I do. And then we got our last trade here:
0: Starling Marte. I really would have loved somebody to have told me last December that Starling Marte was going to get traded at the trade deadline to the Miami Marlins in, in the summer. Because after a month in Arizona, he was moved there for Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia. Does Marte's value drop some with this move to? Or in this ballpark, if anything else, or do you think it's about the same?
1: I think it's about the same. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it changes too much.
0: I don't know where they were playing today, but I do know he had a home run. I think a go-ahead home run today. I think he act- that ended up being the game winner.
1: Yeah, I saw that in the eighth. Did you? Um, how many years does Marte have left on his deal? Do you know?
0: Good question. I can find out real quick, but I don't know right off.
1: I'm like trying to figure out why. Miami would. It's just it's a weird deal to me. Like, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I just don't. You don't typically see a team like the Marlins trade tra- 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 eh, trading for a guy in his you know whatever he is thirty, and then they trade off VR. It's just like I don't know. I don't really get it.
0: 2021 club option for twelve and a half million dollars, which will get picked up, so they get them for one year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just strange. It's just strange to me.
0: It's strange, but, you know, I guess they're thinking that they can try to possibly sneak into the playoffs for the first time in a long time, so maybe they're just trying to make some moves to do it. Yeah, but
1: wouldn't you have thought they'd have kept VR, too? I mean, why? that's what I'm saying. I don't really get the, like, one move going one way and then the other one going the opposite. That's kind of how I look at it. It is
0: strange. That part is strange. I don't get it. I mean... VR is not, it goes back to VR is not as good of a real life player as he is. I mean, I think our good friend Ben Cartmel has actually said that he's a two win player so he he is slightly better than average but yeah, Marte is a big what did they get back for I don't remember what they even got for VR I don't, a player? I was any? actually
1: just I was just thinking that, I'm not sure
0: I don't think it was anything major so, I don't know well, I'm sure they have their reason we don't know right off the bat, but it's Probably, definitely a yeah. step up regardless. Okay, well, um, that finishes up all of the trades, but I do want to ask you this question real quick. Are you surprised that the Dodgers and Yankees were so quiet at the deadline? And should their fan bases be upset right now?
1: The Dodgers, no. The Yankees, yes.
0: Okay, Why? why I different
1: don't... answers here? Well, I just – I don't even know what the Dodgers need at this point. They're so (laughs) loaded. I mean, it just does – and they're so deep. I mean, I totally get – like, the Dodgers are probably sitting there like, this is a shortened season. We're still dominating. Like, the small sample thing hasn't hurt us, which it could, you know, typically, but it hasn't hurt them. 26 and 10. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like – why would they do a bunch of crazy moves when they're already going to be in the playoffs anyways? They already have the core. Like, I just don't really get what they even would need to go out and get and give up, you know, probably have to give up future assets to to acquire. I mean, the Yankees is a little bit different because I feel like we've seen some things with the Yankees recently where you could argue that there's needs that – maybe should have been addressed but weren't and the teams well at least at least the rays i'd have to look at the standings but uh are right there to where rays you know, are well ahead of them right now yeah i knew they were ahead. Well, three of them. and a half um i didn't realize it was that much but but yeah i just feel like that you could argue that maybe they should have done something but yeah the dodgers it's just Cruise control, as always. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs, and then you know you see what happens. Obviously, it's been a little rough for them the last few years as far as getting over the hump and winning it. But um, they have as good a shot as anybody any given year. So.
0: Yeah, they are the favorites in the National League. They've been the favorites in the National League for the last three or four years. Made the World Series and uh, all, but l- like I think 2017 and 18, so two of the last three years. And they're the favorites to go again this year.
1: So how would you? Like, what would you even say the Dodgers should have got? Like, if you had to pick something, I mean, I, I don't even know. The only thing
0: I would have said was set up guys. And even then they've got a lot of them. So it's not like that's a bad, the big, big need. Um, Blake Trinan's pitched really well this year. So they've got a good bullpen. uh, Kenley Jansen's pitched pretty significantly better than last year. So, yeah, I mean, they've got, they've got gobs of depth everywhere. So, yeah, I don't blame them. I think. I think it's been ridiculous that fans there have been Dodger fans that have been upset the last couple of years about them not being more aggressive at the deadline. I'm like they're the best team and they're going to keep winning because they're holding on to their guys and keeping themselves in a position to win year after year by not moving these guys and they're still the favorites. I mean, what they're they're always the best squad in my yeah. opinion. In my rem-
1: It kind of reminds me like when they would always talk about the 90s Braves, but they only won one championship. Yep. It's like if the Dodgers ever get that one, I mean, they could start to get talked about in the same light just because they're just in it. They're in it every single year.
0: Well, I don't know why, but the very last bit of the audio from this show just cut out. As I was editing this, so um, unfortunately you guys just missed it because Andrew and I gave all the secrets to how to win fantasy leagues and dynasty leagues every single year for the rest of your life, as well as winning lottery picks and who was going to win the World Series and Super Bowl for the next 10 years. Unfortunately, you guys just missed out on all that. I can't even remember all the stuff we talked about. It's really unfortunate, but My apologies on that in all seriousness. But we'll be back here soon. And until then, take care, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us baseball365pod at gmail.com and if you like the show, take a moment rate us on iTunes once again, please join the baseball 365 community on Facebook that's where baseball lives 365
1: days a year